Welcome to SageCast, the podcast of Pomona College. I'm Patty Vest. And I'm Mark Wood. This season on SageCast, we're discussing mentoring stories with one of students, professors, coaches, and staff who work closely together in the classroom, in the lab, and in the field. We're very excited to introduce our first student-student mentoring pair. Today's guests are Goddess Jackson, class of 20, and Torin Langford, class of 21. So welcome, Goddess and Torin. Hello. Thank you. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Um, so you're... Uh, sort of a unique mentoring pair and that you've been matched up in two separate student groups as mentor and mentee. Um, uh, the FLI scholars and uh, OBSA, the, the Office of Black Student Affairs. Um, so to start with, can you tell us a little bit about those two groups and your involvement with them? Yeah, so I can talk about FLY. Mm -hmm. And so I'm one of the co-presidents for FLY, which stands for First Generation and or Low Income Students. So it was founded with regards to the National QuestBridge Scholarship Program. And so Pomona is one of the partner schools for QuestBridge, which is a national scholarship for first generation and or low income students. And that scholarship program founded a club on campus to help support those students once they came to Pomona. And then that club eventually became open to all students who shared the identities of being first-gen and or low-income and not just students who had received the scholarship. And from there, we decided to change the name accordingly to FLY and not just QuestBridge to reflect that inclusivity. Um, and that's kind of how FLY grew. Um, so now FLY has both a mentoring program for first years as well as a club component that consists of three different committees that host different events from community building, academic and professional, and some national campus-wide events that correspond to QuestBridge, the national program, as well as like Money Matters Week. Yep, yep. And the reason how I got involved is because I'm a Quest Match recipient. So like mm -hmm. I got the scholarship and that's, I came here mm -hmm. and then I joined the chapter and got a mentorship from Fly, you know, I was going to say Quest Bridge again. <laughs> and then for OBSA, I was a mentee my freshman year, and Goddess was my mentor. And so that's perfect. Ended up in that situation. And then um, I also was recently hired by the Office of Black Student Affairs to work with undergrads. I'm like a leadership liaison to reach out to all of the black student organizations across the five C's. And the way that mentorship program works is like they fill out a profile match you to like a couple students like a group of us mm -hmm. versus like one-on-one -on -one mentorship that would feel kind of like too formal um mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. it's like very freelance like the mentor can basically get dinner lunch whatever they want mm -hmm. off campus because they also get funding just like i think for fly they get funding to like help with the re student outreach and we would go to like la stuff like that yeah. or mm -hmm. bowling anything anything mm -hmm. you want literally Tell us about that setup of mentoring. You described it more as a group rather than a one-on-one. -on -one. How, how does that work, and, and have you experienced both? Could you tell us a little bit about the differences? Oh, yeah. So I was a mentee, and then now I'm a mentor. I've been a mentor for two years. And so each year is actually very different, too, because it depends on participation from the mentees. Because, mm -hmm. like, sometimes it's limited to, like, because it's not an opt-in program, right? Or is it? It's not an opt-out. It's not an opt-out program. Yeah. So, like, you have to sign up. Yeah, you have to sign up yeah. for it. I don't know the vocabulary necessarily, but, like, you have to yeah. sign up. So some people don't even know that the mm -hmm. Office of Black Student Affairs exists, A, or B, has this. Yeah. But as a mentor, like, it's fun reaching out to these kids if you do, but also we all have different schedules. Like, I'm an econ major, and then somebody else could be, like, an art major, and it's like our schedule is going to be completely opposite from each other. Mm -hmm. um, but from my experience, like, this year, for example, like, 
it's been fun working with my mentees. I have three of them. And a fourth person wants to join because I know them at Pitzer and like they came in late. Um, but like, for example, we're trying to go bowling soon, like this weekend, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we'll just like sit down and talk. And since I've been here longer, like I've helped them like getting resources, like funding for a project or certain classes or certain professors and I work with because one of my mentees is also trying to do the same major, double major as me. So I told them about like their route. And ironically, Isaac is some a graduate who wasn't my mentor mm-hmm. in OBSA, but like he helped me with my route as well because same thing. So it's like this nice fluid system of like they're helping you with professionalism, yeah. uh, internships, classes, and just like interpersonal growth. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. He left me out of that. And I the mean, mentee becomes a mentor. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like Goddess was helping a lot. It was a it was a fun road. I, I remember all the times we've gotten together. Like we it's like very just fun. Like we're friends because of it now. Mm-hmm. Versus like sometimes the the relationship doesn't grow like that. Like Goddess yeah. and Isis reason is very rare in my opinion. Like cause like you wanna get rid of that divide of like, okay, I'm your mentor, you're my mentee. Like Mm-hmm. We became very cool. Like we just get lunch on our own versus like, oh, I'm your mentor. Because Let's you have to. yeah, you like want to exactly. Right. Yeah. So how did how did the two of you meet, and how oh did your, your your relationship? I mean, I, and you were, and how are how are mentors and mentees assigned within yeah. these organizations? So our meeting story, I guess, is unique. So I'm mentoring as. Touring as a prospy. So he actually visited in the fall and spring uh, and yep. was staying with some friends of mine. Um, and they were like, oh, we got this prospy from Louisiana. And I was like, oh, I'm from Louisiana. So uh, connection. Yep, um, yep. It was kind of a bumpy road when we first met. <laughs> we were like, we'll see where this will go. Um, and then for both Fly and OBSA, it's an application process. And so he submitted his profile. I remember with OBSA saying like, oh, I want someone who's from the same geographic area. Of course, mm-hmm. they're black and like all of these things in common and what would stand out to me the most. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I also went to public school. So if they go to public school or something like that. Um, and so I know two of my mentees who I was assigned for OBSA. So I got a group of three guys. Um, two of them, I remember, were both from the South. So one was from Louisiana. The other one was from Texas. Um and I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And so when I saw his name, I was like, I think I know this kid. And then I got my assignments for Fly, and I was like, it's the same name. Wait. So I was like, either this is going to go really well or I don't know. Um, so luckily, it turned out really well. Yeah. And, yeah, that was kind of how we formalized, I guess, getting to know one another. Um, and I think definitely OVSA kind of helped even more so. Um, and so with that smaller group of like three guys, we all became pretty close. And so we were able to do stuff together and individually. Yeah. And we're still friends to this yeah. day. We have a group chat that <laughs> is active, but yeah. like we still like, I think it's more like one-on-one and then yeah. ironically, I think I'm the one that flaked last time, but yeah, um, yeah, I was a prospect and apparently I was very immature. <laughs> I, was a, I was a kid. It makes sense. And just my energy, I was just a little too wild. And she was just like, you need to tone it down a notch, you know? And I was like, okay. Show him the ropes of Claremont. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then now I was like, I think there's more workload. I'm just kind of like relaxed more often than not. I still have energy when I like want to, I guess. But now I'm just like, okay, I'll talk less, listen how, more. How is that experience as a, as a prospect student, right? 
yeah. prospective student. Yeah. Um, how was that experience? So they tell us a little bit about how that how that happened. So the, you you fly in for a weekend for a visit. How mm-hmm. do, how does how does that work? Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about so that? So I used to work in the Office of Admissions hosting the diversity program, mm-hmm. which is now called Perspectives on Pomona Pop. And so that's one of the weekends and the one I most likely met you on. Um, so there's different weekends, both diversity and non-diversity, in which students will apply to visit Pomona and be matched with the overnight host. Um, so they will come in, I think, on a Friday or Saturday, and then they'll stay until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so throughout that process, they'll get to go to different workshops facilitated by different organizations and admissions on campus to learn about things from the admissions and financial aid process to all about the cultural and um, like student life on campus, and then also get to visit classes on Monday and then fly out Tuesday. Um, and so throughout that process, we recruit hosts on campus. So mm-hmm. we try and get mm-hmm. a lot of sophomores. So most of the hosts are sophomores, um, but all years are welcome to host. So some years there's been a really big push to get like more seniors and juniors involved. Um, and then we try and match them up. And so it kind of depends on which intern is in that position um, as to what information they're soliciting from both sides to figure out what would be the best match. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it might be based off a of student's interest and in what they're considering pursuing academically or socially when they come to campus. Other times it might be race or geographic area or religion or other things like that, that a student might want to learn more about and have a host that they could relate to that way. Um, and so that's how the matching process happens. But then also because Pomona is pretty small, typically as upperclassmen, we'll all say like, oh, we're all hosting this weekend. So then other prospects get to meet the prospects that our friends are hosting. They get to be multiple upperclassmen because we'll all kind of run into each other. Were you ever a prospect? Yeah, I was a prospect. Oh, okay, so you understand. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's literally like one of, so my first host uh, in the fall when I visited where we probably met, yeah. Yeah, because you were hosting somebody I knew from Louisiana as well. Okay. I'm pretty sure, right? Probably. I think so. And then now <laughs> that person goes to mud, ironically enough, if that's the same person. <laughs> but um, then I came for a second weekend in the spring. It was like admitted students weekend, pretty much. Um, and like she pretty much described like every single processes. But like mm-hmm. for the more extra details, um, it's like literally just an opportunity for like students to get to know each other. Because we all, like prospective students, we all think that we're going to go here. Mm-hmm. Ironically, my group, none of them came here. So I ended up having to make an entire new friend group the second weekend. Like, I, I, yeah. of course, I had like other friends. Mm-hmm. But it's like my main group, none yeah. of them came. All of them went to different schools. I'm still like talking to all of them, though. Like mm-hmm. so most of them went to like L.A. schools. One of them went to like Harvard. But I was like, how can you choose Harvard over us? <laughs> and then the second weekend, yeah, all of them came. And I, I was also a host my sophomore year. Okay. And one of my prospects, he be, he actually goes here now, and we're still cool. We take astronomy together now. And then the other one went to Notre Dame. And, like, it's just, like, nice meeting for a more, like, personal reflection on the prospect weekend. Like, it's nice meeting all of these students and, like, everyone's different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was also, I think I worked, like, I think as a host, everyone has this. Like you also, I think I signed up for like lunch with prospective students, and I would like go to all the events, kind of like Elvis, like everywhere. <laughs> like I was like doing my best to like get to know as many people as mm-hmm. possible to like help them and give them a more personal like dialogue on Pomona College, and just say like, because like for example, I was convinced by people like Goddess that coming here is better than other colleges <laughs> for these reasons A, B, and C. So mm-hmm. I kind of like ditto that, spit that back at the students <laughs> and more, because yeah. you know. I feel yeah. like I had a unique experience, mm-hmm. but I think that's yeah. like a good summary of Prospect Weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, this this series of podcasts is all about mentorship, and most of the the up until now, the mentor pairs we've talked to have been 
faculty student, uh, staff student, uh, coach student. And this is our first peer mentoring discussion. And, and so I, I, I'd like to get you to talk to me a little bit about peer mentoring. Why is that important as a part of the, the kind of mentoring a student gets at, at Pomona? Can I interject on this one? I think it's very important because, like, like I was saying earlier, like if it's like a faculty mentorship thing, it feels too professional mm-hmm. in a sense of like I can't even like mention like personal things to my mentor versus peer-to-peer. Also, I think peer-to-peer kind of becomes tricky because it's like, when when are we dividing the lines between? Like, <laughs> yeah, am I getting a mentorship? And exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, from my experience, peer-to-peer becomes a challenge in Claremont as well because of, like, just the space. Like, sure. There's not many spaces that people feel like we can just go to. Like, we can't go to the queue because that's technically not for us unless you have, like, somebody at CMC that, like, yeah. can get you in there. Yeah. And, like, the living room. It's, like, certain spaces just, like, we just can't relax. More often than not, we'll just go to each other's rooms or something or go eat. Mm-hmm. Literally, the term is let's grab a meal. Everyone says yeah. this. But um, <laughs> peer-to-peer, it's like you just get together and try to, like, get to know each other beyond, like, the superficial level. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's very rare. Yeah. Because just, like, a bunch of different variables. But, like, this is instrumental to getting people, like, my experience from my goddess and all the other people I mentioned is, like, they help me realize, like, how I want to go. Like, she's been telling me, like, how to prepare myself for internship opportunities. And it's like, that's what we need versus like a professional telling you this. Uh, no offense to like professionals. Like if they did this 20 years ago. It's like the, the <laughs> right. game has changed. Like how am I going to market myself on Instagram now or something like that? And like people our age or like people in our friend groups and peer to peer mentorship, like they'll prepare us better. Yeah. And someone who understands the, exactly. the challenges you're facing and the, 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 the concerns you would have that, mm-hmm. that someone 20 years older might not, exactly. might not, might not have encountered because it was a different time. Yeah. I also think availability plays a big part into it too. Mm-hmm. So like the professionals or adult mentors, um, pretty much anyone non-peer is pretty much operating in like the nine to five or business hours, however they define that. And so it can be a lot to, I guess, operate out of crisis mode, which has kind of been an observation at Pomona in which like, oh, if something is really dire, that is like a hospitalization or requires like an on-call dean or an immediate appointment at Mansoor, we'll make ourselves available. But when it's really like, I'm just stressing about the test that I just failed and I just yeah. want to vent. Like, I don't really know where you go for that type yeah. of support right. if it's after five. Um, yeah. And so I think like that's also where peer support becomes super important. And so it's like on those weekends, late at night, trying to pull that all nighter. Like, you down to go to In-N-Out at 2 a.m.? Let's yeah. go. Um, or like, man, I just checked the menus for your friends. I'm not looking too great. You're trying to go to Wingstop. And I think it's in those moments that you realize like, okay, this is kind of necessary um mm-hmm. so we've done some stuff like that and yep, just yep. Did, done like oh, impromptu wow. wing stop yep, trips yeah gone race car driving and yes. just oh, yes. crazy well, <laughs> when, when students come here i guess there's a tendency when you first step into college to feel a little isolated right mm-hmm. and so I, I can imagine that this helps kind of break some of those barriers down yeah. is that right because mm-hmm. i would say some people like social battery is lower than others like i feel like i end up being a very very much an introvert introverted outrovert extrovert yeah. extrovert yeah that's the word thank you but it's like some people just tend to be on their own and it's like i've had a couple of mentees mm-hmm. like that and like i have to go the extra extra mile in a good way mm-hmm. to like yeah. make sure that they know i'm here for support and like one of my mentees like now they talk to me more because like i've helped them 
because they're trying to like stay here over winter break and stuff like and that's the extra support that's highlighted from period to period as well like or like goddess has been there for like everyone have to be like oh i have like relationship issues or like friend group issues and like they understand or she yeah. understands because like she's already going through this mm-hmm. or she's seen this you know so it's like that first hand account that's going to help you and i can't necessarily talk to like a faculty member like oh my friend is like a bully and they're bullying me like they're going to just be like oh take this approach and it's like sometimes talking isn't it like yeah. i can just like get myself away and it's like but like that's the friend you want so like she well we think alike though so <laughs> i tend not to go to her sometimes i'm like she's gonna tell me the answer i want and that's that own accountability you gotta have but True. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i also think it's kind of a tricky situation because my experience has been that a lot of times the way you make friends in claremont comes from your initial interactions freshman year and so one of my best friends i met as a prospy and so then we kind of got to know each other and each other's friends from like because we met as prospies um and then yeah like i didn't meet too many people through sponsor group or through OA, so that was kind of my primary way of meeting people Mm -hmm. and then like the obsa retreat helps a lot Mm -hmm. so like all of the um, black student mentor pairs get together and go on a retreat. And then that helps you get to know a lot of people that's in your class year mm-hmm. and kind of continue those relationships when you come back to campus. Um, and so through having like a peer mentor program, that gives you another way to meet other people. Yep. And so I think with the social is- social isolation and other things like that, that's kind of where I see that coming in. Um, because even in my role with like Dean Towns and overseeing all of the mentor programs on campus, I get to know like people from different communities, which I think can also be a challenge navigating Pomona is that sometimes we find ourselves constrained to our own communities, Mm -hmm. um, which might be like one out of the right, like that's where we feel most comfortable and that's the spaces we enjoy and the spaces we need the most that are most beneficial to us. Mm -hmm. But also like that could be, you only know athletics, you only know whatever community. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say it's only like you know, a racial demographic or anything, but it's like, if you're econ, you know econ people. If they're in like STEM, you have no idea what they're doing. Um, And so we just find our niches. And so I think being able to like have that mentoring, you it expands your network and you get to know other people. Tell us more. So you mentioned your your role at uh, working with Dean Towns. Can you tell us more about that role and and kind of what you oversee with those affinity groups? Like, what what are some? Is that something you've been doing this year? Tell us a little bit about that. Your kind of your role in that. Yeah. So I started as a student liaison Mm -hmm. um, with Dean Towns my summer before my sophomore year, Um, and so in this role we basically have all of the mentor programs that operate at Pomona. And so some of them are 5C or 7C, including the graduate schools, but also some of them are just Pomona um, specific. And so all of those are different affinity programs. So it ranges from like OBSA, CLSA, QRC, to the ones that are um, Pomona specific, such as FLY, and also ones that are like across campuses, like SAMP, um, merch, I think. And so um, there's about, well, I don't want to say any programs there, but there's a good number of programs. Um, and with those programs, the primary role that I play and will begin to play is kind of overseeing like the liaisons. And so we have different tiers of interns. Mm-hmm. And so there's some interns that are directly checking in and overseeing um, mentor groups. And then kind of the next tier is kind of me and one of my colleagues in which we kind of facilitate more of the group to Dean Towns and administration relationship. And so we're thinking more about logistically, like how are things moving? Do these programs need help learning how to collaborate? Are there skills that we could be developing? Um, Are there communications and relationships that we could be fostering? And then what are our administrative needs? And so when we come to 
think about next semester and like succession planning and thinking about how are these groups going to transition from their current leaderships to picking a new leadership. That's something that I play a big role in, in terms of thinking about how do we design this hiring timeline? How do we get people to adhere to it? How do we help them facilitate um, picking people and then also training people, receiving enough applications, and then making sure everyone gets paid and gets paid on time? <laughs> I just thought of, so like you speaking upon this, we also like having further interaction with each other with the Draper Center, which kind of um, has partnerships with like mm, all of these different mm-hmm. programs that we're part of as well yeah. because they're about community partnership. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like we work with PACE, Pomona Academy for Youth Success, Success and that's like a, also a men's further mentorship yeah. program for high school students though in the um, mm-hmm. like Inland Empire, LA mm-hmm. area. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like that was a good experience like that we have together. And like she literally was like the head of that pretty much like setting that up. Yeah. She dipped on us and like, but she like still set the foundation. Yeah. Like so many things have been built up off of your labor. Glad you realized. <laughs> yeah, but then also like I'm part of a thing called Young Men's Circle, uh-huh. where we go to um, Pomona High School. We used to have more high school partners, but like once again, participation in Claremont kind of dwindles because like just the amount of work that we also have. Yeah. But like, and that's fun because I mentor like high schoolers, and that's another like level mm-hmm. of peer to peer that we have at Pomona a lot. Like Draper Center has a bunch of programs yeah. that we mentor high schoolers. Like they have sister to sister, I think, or something like that. Like there's a new program for women of color at Pomona High and mm-hmm. for young men's circles, men of color at Pomona High. And it's like crazy seeing how like, wow, I was really in their place. And mm-hmm. then with Pays, they were even younger, like yeah. up to sophomores or down to sophomores to yeah. high seniors. And it's like like was I like this? Like seeing the interaction, like I just felt old, and I was like, I've never felt old before. Like I'm usually the youngest in wise. my year. <laughs> wise, you feel wise. Wise, yes. yes. <laughs> I found a grade too, and I was like, no, but it's okay. So like, but I wanted to highlight that listening to you talk about like how you like lead over these things, and it's like seeing how you also led over pacing. I think you did pace the summer before that too, right? Yeah. So it's like all of these different levels of mentorship that it, we have together as well as like that are highlighted with Pomona, you have faculty to mm-hmm. student, student to student, and then students to like prospective students, and then students to high schoolers who you want to become prospective students. So right. it's like, like I know from my experience personally, like I've helped some of these kids, like especially Pomona High, like, oh, how can I help you get to Pomona? Because I feel like you're very deserving, like you're overqualified, but like your GPA might not be the best, but it's like, mm-hmm. what's the selling point, you know, like admissions, how do you get them? And then we have people that worked in admissions before. Some of my friends worked in admissions. So it's like Pomona's created this big circle of mentorship that like helps a lot of people. Some people kind of get lost in the sauce, but it's like, how can we like get rid of that loss? You know, like yeah. how can mm-hmm. we make sure that we get some of that leakage back into the program? So it's like, yeah, I just had to throw that in there and listen to what she was saying. Um. Let me back up just a little bit. You, you're both from Louisiana, you said. Uh, how did each of you find your way here? What, what's your backstory? That's <laughs> <laughs> <Quest Bridge. laughs> um, yep, yep. Yeah, so we both did the Questbridge process. So I was originally thinking East Coast for politics. Yeah, it kind of worked out. I mean, I got in and everything, but I was like, wow, these aren't necessarily the spaces that I want to be in, so let me explore other options. Um, I was encouraged through my college access program break uh, in my city of Baton Rouge to, like, I found out about QuestBridge. I had a uh, college advisor who, like, helped me apply to QuestBridge, and... 
I got the I got pulled out of math class. I remember in like high school by the guidance counselor to like come in my office. The scores just, or the decisions just got released, and you know we want to check. So we like log in. There's confetti on the screen. It was like this big deal. And he was like freaking out, and I was like, bro, I promise, it's like I don't even know what this is. Like it's fine. Um, I guess it was a big deal. Like it's I'm confetti. here. Confetti. It's yeah. confetti. It's yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a big deal because I'm here. And so I started looking into QuestBridge more seriously now. And I'm like, okay, what did I get myself into? They're like, you've been selected as a finalist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, honestly, I don't know what that means. And so there's this whole process where you go through either the match or the regular decision. And so Um, matches with their partner schools. And so essentially... I basically said, well, we described it as like Tinder. When I described it to my college advisor, I was like, I feel like it's a marriage proposal. You know, like I'm just saying like, oh, I would like to get married someday. And the first person that proposes, I have to say yes. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that with my college decisions. I like options and choices. Um, And so that's essentially what the match process is, is you rank schools, the schools rank you, and whichever one ranked the highest on your list and you rank the highest on their list, that's where you go. Um, And I was... Not comfortable with that. So I <laughs> didn't become a match, <laughs> but I was admitted to Pomona, their partner school, and I'm a QuestBridge finalist. See, I don't know about the ma- marriage analogy. For me, I was like, I need a guarantee. Like, I'm not going to have to, like, because I can't afford this. I was like, I'm going to marry you. Somebody. Like, I was just somebody. <laughs> it's like, who's going to? I literally was like, I know I'm getting this. I was that confident. Who has my like, rose? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how this goes. And after I visited, so ironically, I feel bad saying this, but Pomona was at the bottom of my list. I was like, I don't know this school. It's small. I've never heard of it. I had yeah. like USC, Princeton. Yeah. yeah. Never heard but then, like, after I visited, I was like, okay, like, I guess. Ironically, I was like, I was not like, like, oh, this trip was like life changing. I was like, it's like, oh, it was just a trip to Los Angeles. Like, yeah. I'll take it. Like, and yeah. we went to the beach and stuff. So I was like, oh, I can yeah. see myself doing this. Right? The selling point for Pomona is phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, okay, bet. I moved them up my list to third. Mm-hmm. Which sounds bad on my part. Mm-hmm. Huh? The first two schools <laughs> skipped out on me, but it's like whatever. Me and Pomona and I have a love, love, yeah. love hate relationship. It's, it's phenomenal. It's like I've had a unique experience. Because I remember, like, so how I got here. I'm from New Orleans specifically, of okay. course. Yeah, of course. But, so I was like, okay, I knew <laughs> from, from fifth grade. I was like, I want to go to Harvard. So then I was like, how can I get myself there? I had to self motivate. My parents were just they didn't understand like. They didn't even help with the college app. So I was like, how can I apply for college like by myself and make it easy? So perfectly. So my situation is also very different, I feel like, than the average student for like circumstances. But like my cousin by marriage, she got hired by my high school as a college counselor. So I was like, bet, like this is perfect. So I started seeing her like I would skip class to like get help because I was like, whatever, like I have great grades. Mm-hmm. I don't need mm-hmm. class right now. I can mm-hmm. study this. You got a goal. Exactly. I was like, how am I getting to college? And she was like, OK. So we've made a list, like reach colleges, which in my argument, I was like, there's no reach college. I was that confident. This sounds really <laughs> cocky, but I was like, you have to like, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I put reach safety, co- safety colleges and like colleges like in the middle. I forgot the title, but it's like, I know like I'm getting in, even though it's not a safety, like I'm confident mm-hmm. that I'm going to get in. So I put like all of that. And then I did quest finalists. I was like, oh, wow, great. And then I was like, match, I'll take it. Cause like the deal is just so sweet. Like I have to, like, I would rather not risk like trying to, cause like Harvard isn't a partner. So I was like, like, I'm not going to risk this. So I was like, I'll do the match. And I was like, I know I'm getting a match. And I remember that day of decision. It said, congratulations. I was like, yeah, I ran out in the hallway. I'm out. Like I'm, I'm adios, Louisiana. I'm going to California. Oh no, I didn't say that yet. I was just like, I'm out. And she was like, you don't even know where you're going yet. And I was like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I love every college on my list. It said Pomona. I was just like, oh. Wait, Wait. Yeah. I was like, what is this? I was like, so I had to do it like a 
bunch of research to like remember the experience. I was like, I remember I visited, but I was like, I, I thought it was a scam. I was like, there's no way, this is not a real yeah. college. But then, <laughs> and then next thing you know, yeah. after the research mm-hmm. came and like, cause I came here, I was attracted to, I was interviewed by Slade Burns. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. I loved the name. I was like, Slade Burns, Slade. <laughs> so like they sold me like Sage and Capital Management, a bunch of like econ stuff. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll choose. Like we have some of the best like consulting graduates supposedly that's what i heard at the mm-hmm. time so i was like and i still hear it to this day so i'm like okay mm-hmm. i'll take it and then that's how i got i literally had never my fa- my family was like pomegranate college like yeah. you going to a community college <laughs> in california you could have just went to LSU. I, heard that one. I like that literally and i'm like okay like don't worry you'll see when when it comes when yeah. push comes to shove we may not have the name yet my goal like i tried to market pomona so much i try to like I wear the I wear the hoodie in class like yeah. I'm like trying to make sure we have school pride. That's yeah. where I like I came from an energy like you know what I'm talking about like LSU like everybody's like go Tigers and I'm like go yeah. Sage Hens. Oh, it's not the oh, same sorry. energy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. SEC has a different yeah SEC. Oh, I love this. So I was trying to bring that big school energy like because I was like oh clear my consortium like come on where's this energy? But one person can't lead the whole pack. It's hard. You mentioned a little bit your academic interests. So um, you mentioned politics. You mentioned imagining oh, economics. I... Do you or so tell so tell us so, so you didn't quite know where you know I don't know if you knew what a liberal art college was, and, um, mm-hmm. but you knew probably what your academic interest was. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Now that you're upperclassmen, yeah. um, how did that evolve? Did you follow that, or how did that change? Um, I came in thinking I was going to do politics and economics, mm-hmm. and that's been a whirlwind. Uh-huh. Um, so I am neither of those things now. <laughs> um, and so I kind of start sensing at some point during sophomore year, I'm like, mm, I'm not really feeling these, but what else could I do? And I had heard rumors that like a special major was a thing, but I'm like, you know what? I'm about to go abroad. I'll figure this out later. <laughs> um I went abroad, and then that was my junior fall, and I came. Well, I kind of started thinking about it abroad, and I'm like, okay, I need to get something together. I need to figure this out. And so I think by the time that I came back, I still was kind of in that mode of like, okay, I threw some classes together when I was abroad, so I would have something to take for the spring. But then I was like, yeah, none of this is really working out. So I was in all these random classes, and then I was like, you know what? I really remember um, Police Dialogues, which was a theater class that I had taken sophomore year, and I really liked that class. I had gotten a really great project idea from it, and I was like, I really want to pursue that project, and I really want to see where this goes. And so from that, I also began to look at my transcript, and I'm like, well, what are the classes that I really enjoy? And so the thing was that there were themes that connected all of the classes, but they were all in different disciplines. And so I was like, okay, well, is there something here? Is there any other school, any other place, any other people that are like doing anything kind of similar to what I wanted to do? And so I started looking on Line, and I found another school that was doing um, or that was offering like the same kind of curriculum. And so it kind of got around to this title of like theater for social change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was combining art history and theater and politics and religious studies and English and combining all of these things together to say, like, how do we learn for me specifically about black people? But then also, how do we learn about like their political existence and understanding that the role that religion plays and what we consider justice and how do we think about redemption and how do we think about advocating for for change, especially within the black community. And also being from the South, like you can't separate religion from 
life. Um, and so recognizing the role that the church plays in social movements and being a catalyst and then beginning to think about, like, if I want to learn how to create my own work and I want to learn how to care about my community, mm-hmm. well, I also need to learn about how are people going to perceive that? So then that's kind of the whole, like, art history and kind of the English mm-hmm. of, like, well, how are we bringing it all together? And so that was how my major kind of evolved because I felt that in politics and in econ both, I weren't, I wasn't finding the spaces to really connect to the material. And so I didn't have the opportunity to study about my community um, in a way that was more broad and open. It was kind of limited to like, oh, well, we know about civil rights and we know about slavery, but contemporary? Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of getting those questions or like asking questions and kind of being told like, that's not what we're here to do. I'm like, okay, well, how can I find that? And so asking those questions of like, I know it's happening somewhere because I've had really great experiences in some classes. Mm -hmm. So how can I bring it all together and like find a discipline or find a a curriculum that's going to allow me to look forward to going to class and really enjoy what I'm studying. And that's been very liberating. I relate to what you're saying from some of your points, most of your points, like in high school, for example, like I love math. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I've loved math. Mm-hmm. But like, once again, speaking of love, hate relationship, it's math. Like I had some really good teachers in high school, some really bad ones. So I'm just like, OK, but I still like math. Mm-hmm. And then came in here, I took like macro and it was cool. I love them. Like he helped me keep that interest in economics. But I also knew I wanted to like study Africana in some way. So I was trying to like double major in Africana econ to like mold it together. Mm-hmm. Like making your own major sounded really attractive. But I was that's a lot of labor. And like and I wanted to figure out how can I function in like the majors and like pieces together. Cause sometimes I'm in econ, like, hmm, like this theory doesn't apply. And literally, like now, since I'm understanding the fundamentals way more than ever, like even they say like Systems, when you have output, it only works when there's no, excuse me, no discrimination. Then other than that, the theory doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And like, what are you saying? Why it's like gender bias and you have like disability. Like literally my astronomy professor, Jorge Moreno, like he says, like the ramp is built post the building of the building versus if we would have just made the classroom structured based on the disability output, like then the ramps would have just been in the middle and like everybody can use it. And it's just like, it wouldn't have impacted us. But now you have to go like your the whole different route. If you're in a wheelchair, you're on crutches or something. So I'm like, okay, like, so how can I fill in these gaps? I don't want it to do it, like, specifically tailored to my experience, like, mm-hmm. coming from the South and in New Orleans, like, we have a lot of, like, stuff about, like, redlining and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, how can I do research or at least understand, like, I'm really into wealth management because, like, coming from a low-income background, it's like, how can we bite back into, like, all of this money that's available in our community first alone? So it's like, okay. I study econ and see where that goes. But like Pomona, econ is like more like behavioral and like mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to go more into like application mm-hmm. of yeah. like. So I would love to do research on like the amount of money that's available in New Orleans for black people. But it's like, how can I get there? I want to understand wealth management, consumer management, be like an analyst and understand how this works. So that's how I got here with zero econ background. I just was always interested in like finance and business and stuff because my dad was an entrepreneur, is an entrepreneur. My mom has entrepreneurial entrepreneurial energy, but she worked for like Medicaid. So that that's yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much like how that happened. And I still am in econ to this day. Maybe my double major may not happen because like I'm going abroad to like Germany. So they don't really have Africana. But I'm trying to do like migration studies and like ethnic studies in Germany. So maybe I'll get the Africana department to approve it or something. So um 
What other mentors have you had here at Pomona? Uh, faculty, staff, coaches. Have there been other people who've been important in your in your Pomona career? Yeah, I got to shout out the usual suspects, as we call them. <laughs> so we have Tom, yep. Lopes, yep. Travis, yep. Daniel, Nicole Weeks, um, Draper Center staff. So all of those folks are really solid and super helpful, both personally, professionally. Um, and then also, like, I was part of the Humanities Cohort, so Tomas Summer Sandoval, my special major committee, Joyce Liu, um, a professor from CMC, John Shields. I feel like I'm at, like, an award show, and I'm just, you know, <laughs> shout out to God and my family. <laughs> um, yeah, too so many those... Limit. Too much limit. Yeah, those people. Um, also, my first advisor coming in was Barry and Feldblum, mm. so that's been great. Um... Yeah, like, oh, my gosh, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. This was a setup. <laughs> this is like an award show, right? yeah. Um, you literally all it. my jobs have I made. <laughs> like, yeah, so, um, you know, if I forgot you, it's, you know, they gave me a time limit, okay? That's exactly. Well, ditto that. Highlighting Lopes and Towns for me and Travis Brown. But also Dean Middleton at OBSA. Sure. Nick Daly, he happens for every sure. day. Dr. Latrice Cox, like, for all sure. these people. But mainly, like, for me, who's really been standing on, Marquisha Spencer, Dr. Marquisha, I think her last name is Frost now. She got married, like, a long time ago. But, so, like, they've been there for all, a bunch of emotional support, professional support, and, like, just, if I feel like, oh, man, Claremont might not be for me, like, what can I do to be more comfortable here? And it's like, they've all been there for, like, extra support. Like, they go beyond limits, like, like especially Marquisha. Like, she goes out of her own pocket. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she used to work here, and then she worked for Scripps now, but it's because, like, mm-hmm. she... She's here for the students. And I'm like, I love support from a faculty member who's here for, like, the student beyond, like, yeah. I'm just doing it because it's my job. Like, yeah. some people, like, it's not even a job. Like, Travis, like, yeah. it's not really his job necessarily. Like, he's just head of the QSC. I'm going to throw in all the QSC, too, because, you know, we love Nita and Dylan. So. <laughs> yeah, but Jorge Moreno also has been, like, a really great influence in terms of, like, someone that's modeling. Like, walking the walk. Like, there's a lot of talk about, like, oh, inclusion and diversity, but... When you think about, like, is there anyone doing it and anyone kind of being selfless in that pursuit, um, I think he's been a really good, or they've been a really good example um, for me and I think for a lot of people because one of the requirements to graduate is that you have to take a science class. And for the science coming from, like, a public school or classes where you don't learn science or being told for various reasons, like, this isn't a place for you, having that reiterated by who's in the room, who's not in the room, who's doing well, who's not doing well, who feels empowered to speak. Um, and then having a person of color, like a non-binary person, a person that's opening their home to you, a person that's like doing everything they can to make sure that you succeed both as an individual, but also as a collective, um, is super important. And so I think that's also been a really good role model. And then just all the students that came before us so that we could both name like all of our mentors and everything. But I mean, all of those legacies of like students to student, um, that have kind of led us and influenced how we've gotten here. And I don't know if you can relate, but, like, especially coming from, like, a fly background, is like, some faculty members have even said, like, if push comes to shove, like, you can sleep on my couch or something. It's yeah. like, or, like, I'll give you food if you need some. Like, because, like, some of us, like, I stayed here over the summer and stuff, so it's like, some people needed extra help. And I have friends who I've also, like, networked with them and told them, like, here, reach out to some of these faculty members or staff members. And, like, they'll go out of their way to help more often than not, like, if available. Like, mm-hmm. I also advise people to not, like, push it too much, like, I feel bad if I'm like, yo, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Like, yeah. offer to help. And I always say, like, I was raised on, like, give more than you receive and stuff like that. And I always say, like, anything that I've, like, gifted with. Like, I said the scholarship is a blessing, stuff like that. Like, 
but you also have to work for it. Like, yeah. you know, so all these mentors that we mentioned, like faculty members, staff, students, like those have, they're instrumental to a lot of the students' experiences. What kept me to keep, like to stay a mentor or like, even if I'm not like an official mentor, it's like I yeah. consider myself a mentor. Like you always like, I'm, if I'm an upperclassman, I'm a mentor to the, uh, to, I don't know what you call it. Shout out to Didi, the one senior that talked to me my freshman year. Didi. Oh, is that yeah. the girl? Yeah. From, yeah. I think I know you when I was a prospect. Yeah. yeah so I also have a unique perspective on that. Like, I've met people that I should, like shouldn't have, arguably, because I wasn't here yet. So it's like, so many people have changed my life in Pomona. What is uh, the most rewarding thing and challenging thing of mentorship that you've experienced? Because you you have this, I think, strong sense of giving back. I think I, I, a sense that from from both of you. Um, so, what was the most rewarding and, and challenging thing? Communication. <laughs> Communication. Yeah. As a Claremont thing specifically, but also like mental, like. I know last year when I was a mentor, I had one mentee because the rest of them like were like, oh, I don't know if I want to be in the mentorship program because like I don't see myself. And because everything's centered around Pomona, mm-hmm. which I'm not mad at because, you know, but like somebody coming from Pitzer, they're not going to try to walk all the way to um, by the library, basically it's for OBSA specifically and like for fly stuff. Most of the stuff centered at the SEC. So it's like we should be more inclusive, A, about like space. But like that's also very difficult. But like mm-hmm. that's the main thing. Communication, like what's the word, like planning, like figuring out how to do stuff. And like, just some people, like we kind of have like a herd mentality, like literally apparently over a break, everyone went to Joshua Tree. So it's like, everyone kind of goes to the same places. So it's like, we can't even escape if we wanted to, because we all go to the beach at the same time for some reason. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. trying to think differently. Like sometimes I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I, let's go bowling. Like I don't hear people saying, let's go bowling, roller skating, like do some things that I like, play video games or something like we need to figure out ways to do this stuff, but also you have so much work. Like yeah. before Thanksgiving break, I have three midterms. So it's like, and that's, I felt bad. Cause like this year, for example, one of my mentees was just like, they were like, oh, he's not really like reaching out to me as mm-hmm. much. And it's like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like his <laughs> grind come first sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, you know what? I'll make space and like try to do both. Which I feel like it's also a personal thing. Like you have to want to be like, okay, my work can be pushed. Aside. I'll just stay up later, you know, sacrifices like whatever. It's a necessary sacrifice that I'm willing to take some more, more often than not when I think about it actively. Yeah. But if not, I just let my work take over sometimes, which I think a lot of upperclassmen do. So I've been noticing those since I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a double edged sword for me in the same sense of like I always prioritize like the relationship building because I think that for me, like some of my best conversations and like best moments have just come from time I've spent with my peers. So I can think about like one of my other mentees and I just ran into him at the coop and we started talking about like his philosophy class and that turned into like a three hour conversation and we were like, wow, that's crazy. So it was just really interesting because like you just kind of see people like benefit of a small campus and you just kind of like, oh, check in, like, how's it going? And you think like you ask one question, it turns into like, well, if you meet, I guess like a three hour conversation. and from there, you just like, wow. And I think for me, those that's been important to how I build relationships because sometimes it's not that constant communication because you have these interruptions where it might be a break or summer vacation or you're doing different things on different schedules. But it's like when you do connect, you have a really deep and meaningful um, connection and it's like quality time that's really happening, even if it's not frequent. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, that accountability. So like, oh, you want to get dinner and you might not have saw it because you were studying. But then next time, you know, eventually you think of this person, you're like, oh, let me reach out. And so it's kind of that back and forth. Yeah. Um, 
of like trying to figure out how to do that communication. But I also think like something interesting is that these relationships don't always happen right away. Mm -hmm. And so kind of being a person that's like opening to them circling back whenever the time is right. Um, because I don't think I was that close to any of my mentees when I first met them. Mm -hmm. Like we talked, but I definitely think when y'all were sophomores, that's when we really started talking yeah, as opposed to, that beauty to freshmen. Supply store that one time. Oh. <laughs> after, I think after that, it was like, because I think we, we like ate soon after that at like Popeyes or something. Like, okay. Or was it yeah. Wingstop? I don't know. We, we did a lot of stuff. It could have been both. I don't oh, know. That was freshman year. Never oh, that was freshman year. Or was it? I don't know. See? Like, it's like, I like that though when it starts yeah. like blurring the lines of like, I don't have to be like, oh, freshman year, we did this one thing. It's like, we yeah. did so many things yeah. and it's like, yeah. At this point, I could say that my senior year. Oh, yeah, God. Is, oh, wait. She wasn't even here my senior year. Yeah. Like, you know? So it's like, ooh. Yeah. You know, obviously, from what, what you've been saying, being a mentor is a lot of work. It's not it's not just fun mm -hmm. and and getting together with other people. It's a lot of work. Why why have you made time for it? I know it's obviously it's obviously a, a you know, not not easy to find the time. To do anything else with this yeah. when you're when you're doing this educational program. So how do why do you do it? What yeah. was what what drew you into that? I know for me, is this is always like mentorship things. It's like I mean, I think it's because like I couldn't look up to my parents, like because I was just like oh like I'm disappointed. It's like you like how did you end up like this or something like that. So I always looked outside outside of like my direct family. So it's like in high school. And now, even to this day, like my mentor, who's my former teacher, uh, Byron Arthur, like I did, uh, I wrestled, played football, and I did speech and debate. So, like, I looked at all my coaches as like these men who I can look up to, because like, how can I live my life as a better man or et cetera, as a better student, as a better professional? So it's like, and then I just somehow like, because I'm also the oldest of seven, well, ten, including my step siblings. So it's like, what can I do to like make sure? Like, I just talked to my brother before I came here. In fact, like. And I'm saying, like, what what do you want me to do to help you become better? Like, he goes to Notre Dame. So it's like, bet, I've already started this train. Like, he refuses to acknowledge it, but I've already started this train of, like, we're all going to be successful in yeah. different realms. Like, he wants yeah. to do art. And it's yeah. like, my dad is like, oh, no, you have to do doctor, lawyer. And it's like, no, I got you. I have to be the one to take all the shots yeah. from my dad and my parents and tell them, like, no, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what we're going to do. Like, as a family, we're trying to become the Jacksons or, like, the Wayne brothers. Like, a big family function that becomes successful. So it's like I always mentored kids in high school as like because I needed it, you know. So like I that's what keeps me doing is like I, I know that if somebody were to help me do this, I would have avoided this bad situation or something or like I could have been better off. Like I came here because somebody decided to mention QuestBridge. So it's like I want to be the one or I don't want to be like the sole person, but like I want to join in on the school of thought where we spread. I, I believe in like spreading knowledge. I love, I'm a very curious person. I love doing random research. I know random things and my friends are like, talk about something. Did you know this? And like, this is like, why do you know this, bro? And I'll just be like, cause like, cause I, hey, I want to put you on. Exactly. It's interesting. Like if I can help you succeed, I always say at the end of the day, if I don't become successful, I want to help somebody else be successful. Like help, help another person. Like, and Tupac is one of my inspirations. And he always said like, if I'm hungry and you got food and like you have more than you need, like spread that, give that to somebody else. And it's like, OK, like that and my Christian background, probably too, you know, the South. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think um, the fact that someone did it for me, I feel like that's kind of the simplest answer is like someone did it for me. And so it's an obligation, but also like a re like not even a rewarding. Um, 
it's not it's, it's an obligation in the sense of like yes pass it forward but it doesn't feel like an obligation and so it feels like you know this is something that I take pride in this is something that's a priority to me um and I think similarly because like my younger sister she also got Questbridge and so she like did Questbridge because I did Questbridge mm-hmm. and so but she ended up becoming a match and so like now she's at Vanderbilt um and I even think about like some of the work I'm doing on campus so like one of my jobs I audit classes and one of the classes I'm auditing is a STEM class and I'm like oh like I think about that class as like, what would I want my sister if she was sitting in this class? What would I want this class to look like for her? And so I kind of put that mm-hmm. attitude into like the work that I'm doing is like, you know, somebody thought about what they wanted this space to look like for me. So like, how do I think about what this space is going to look like for them? Um, and kind of connecting things that way. And I also just look around like, well, if I don't do it, who else is going to exactly. do it? But also if I don't do it, is there anyone else that's going to do it better? And I'm like, well. You know, so I also think, like, we each have our own gifts and our own, like, things that we've been blessed with. And so, like, how do we leverage that to, like, help ourselves, help other people and kind of support the collective? Thanks. I did that as well because I considered myself an activist in high school. Like, oh, like, stand up for yourself, stuff like that. Yeah. And it takes, like, I literally say, if you're not going to do it, who else, like... If you don't want to do it, somebody else is thinking the same thing. Like, somebody else is going to do it. But if we're all thinking somebody else is going to do it, then nobody's going to do it. So, yeah. Finally, what advice do you have to prospects, to incoming students? uh, Mm. Wow, you want this on film? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For prospects. I think questions, what helped me in picking? Okay, well... Yeah, I don't know. I think one mistake I made when picking college was thinking that, like, oh, I got into... One, I applied to way too many schools. So I applied to 22 schools, got into 11, and then only, like, five or six of them were viable options after, like, financial aid. So, you know, half of that could have been avoided had I done my research. Um, But I think, like, one of the things I was thinking about once I got that five or six was, like, oh, all of them are accredited schools. Everything's going to be great. And that's not true. Like academics looks very differently depending on which campus you're at. And so I think to really take time to look at the courses and not just whether or not the school has the major um, is advice that I wish I would have received to Mm -hmm. say like, okay, what does the course load look like? Because that was part of how I realized that econ and politics wasn't for me is looking at who's teaching classes, what classes are being offered, who are the the students in those classes, what materials are they studying, like all of that. And then I also think something else that kind of helped me choose Pomona or two other things that helped me choose Pomona was like location and really thinking about like what environment makes you happy, both in terms of like climate or, you know, is it urban? Is it rural? Are there things that you can go do off campus Mm -hmm. and things like that? How expensive is it to do things off campus or to live in that city once you graduate um, or over breaks if you need to? But then also to think about climate in terms of like socially and the people like who am I surrounding myself with? What are the resources here? Is this an environment that can sustain me? Is this an environment that's going to challenge me or that's not? Not welcoming to who I am or who I want to become um, and really thinking about environment that way. And so I think in terms of like how to pick colleges when looking at Pomona or anywhere else, like those are the things I would really advise is like the whole point of college is supposed to be academics. And so it's like that's a pretty big thing. And so like you want to make sure that not only do they have what you want on paper, but that, you know, there's options there that you can pursue. Um but then, yeah, like, how is this, what does your life outside of that classroom look like? And or do you have people that are going to let you, like, sleep on their couch if you can't go home or, like, give you food when you run out of meal swipes? Yep. And, like, are your classmates people you genuinely associate with that yeah. you think are nice people? Are they nice to you? Um, and I think all of that is super important. 
So <laughs> I think the main thing I say to prospects for sure is I repeat every time what Elvis told me when I was a prospect because I was like, bro, I'm not coming here. I, I've never heard of it. Like, there's no point in me coming here. Mm-hmm. He was like, realistically, let's say you get into an Ivy League, whatever. Why would you, or like Stanford, people always say they're in. So it's like, I would rather be here than there because of like, A, population density. Like, it's more competitive in those different environments as a result of them being research-based, A. Like, I didn't know what a liberal arts college was. Like, I was like, and my dad was definitely like against it because he's like, an art school? You want to yeah. go to an art school? Oh my goodness, how are you going to become a businessman, this big multi-billionaire if you're going to an art school? And I was like, first of all, look at all these alums. One of the Disneys went here. So I'm like, like... I have people that I can look up to follow their path, like see how they got here. And it's also like a networking opportunity at Pomona. Okay, this is big. I don't say this professional. I say it more in layman's terms. Like uh-huh. think about the people you'll meet here. Like you're meeting people who whose parents are like successful in this. Like one of my best friends' dad owns a, a hockey team. So I'm just like, <laughs> what? Like, like, I was like, yo. But um, jets. yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm just like, see like the spaces that exist in like this school specifically, I'll speak from a Pomona experience. I'm like, there's just chances you won't have at bigger schools, realistically. Like one of my friends at ND is applied to a broad program, the same one I'm going to. He was like, I'm not going to get it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you, you have to worry about getting it? Like, I know him. Like, it's like four of us applying. So like the odds of me not getting are slim to none versus like a thousand people applying for the same program, the same internship. Like you have PSIP here, SCM. Like if you want experience, you're probably going to get it here because like it's easy. Like more of our things are like, clubs versus like there's like an entire structure system like you have to apply to join this club you have to prove with a resume and it's like some people like and if you have like your major you don't know what you want to do like coming here will allow you to expand that and like okay i really like politics econ i like english like how can i tailor my experience versus like those schools you have to apply to their business school you know how hard it is to apply to like their english department after that or school versus like departments here so like i'll just be like what do you want from the college and what can you do for the college and how can you do it with their system in place? And I feel like Pomona and like Claremont specifically, they allow you to kind of like be free in more of a sense. Mm-hmm. But like, I also say like, be aware that you have to be very much ready your sophomore year when you decide your major though. Cause some people, I feel like explore a lot coming here. I was still exploring junior year. See, <laughs> I'm just like, nope. I, I knew what I wanted. A lot of people were mad. They were like, why do you, you, you know you want to do econ? You're coming, you're coming here and you're deciding now? And I was like, yes. I declared freshman, sophomore, uh, freshman first semester. I was like, I'm econ to the T. Like, I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I also became a mentor because I'm like, I want to help people who like kind of know what they want to do and like get them ready now. Because like, mm-hmm. now she's like, she's helping me with things that like, I f- wish I would have known as a freshman already. Like, she's helping me now. And I'm like, oh, might be a little too late. But, <laughs> but it's like, hey, better, I know facts. It's never, it's better, me. facts. never too late. It's better late than never. But it's like, yeah. coming here, it's better than going anywhere else. That's all I literally have to say. I feel like more often than not. And I'm like, we got seven dining halls. That was more. That point. Yo, the food was like phenomenal. I mean, it still was pretty, really, really good. <laughs> that was like, two thumbs up <laughs> for, our, for our listeners at home. Fairy got best dining hall in Claremont, apparently. Best dining establishment. But I'm like, see, like, all of these different attractive things, and, like, especially what you said, echoing, like, if they can support you outside of, like, when you need something outside of school. Donate. Oh, on God. That's the first thing. I was like, two bills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get my support I need, hopefully. Yeah. I just want to echo the last point I made about, like, the environment and people. I definitely think, like, 
most people really wanted to see you succeed at Pomona. Um, and that's something that I think is hard to say other places. It's like being able to identify the people and then genuinely be able to see their passion to like helping you succeed. Um, and so while we all know that like no place is perfect, the attitude that people have here to like working towards that, um, I think it's really important. Um, and so being able to find places that are working towards improving and working towards changing. Um, and again, it's not to say like necessarily every person at every institution is going to have that attitude, but to know that you aren't always fighting a losing battle, that people genuinely do want the best for you, I think is also reassuring in those moments where things get really hard because that's kind of the motivation, at least for me, it's like, okay, well, why don't you transfer like one, $2 billion um, and who's going to pay my financial aid and like give me resources to go on Ski Beach Day and like all of these things. Um, but at the same time, it's also like, yeah, I could transfer to that other school, but at the other school, like their administration or their faculty, their staff, like could care less about what the problems are. Um, and so I think having like people that genuinely want to improve is also something super important. And then you have like office hours. Like this, yeah. like once again, highlighting like smaller environment. Like I, I don't abuse, I use it as much as I should, but it's like, I know that the professor is going to be there. Like I can schedule a lunch with them. At bigger schools, like you have an assistant or like an undergraduate <laughs> yeah. student teaching your entire class. So it's like, what? Like you haven't even met your professor? Like what? Yeah. Me and my professor, I have his number. Like, like that's so <laughs> crazy to me thinking like, I didn't know these things. So that's why I like, I try to tell them yeah. now. That's our, that's my advice to Prospies. It's a lot, but so on that note, that we're going to wrap this up. Um, our thanks to Goddess Jackson, class of 2020, and Torin Lang for class of 2021. And if you're interested uh, in knowing more about Fly Scholars and OBSA, uh, you can you can find out more through the Pomona website. And to all who've stuck with us this far, thanks for listening to SageCast, the podcast at Pomona College. Until next time.